Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my iClarity podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest iClarity episode. So this first chart that I want to put up here is this one right here. And I want to talk about two coordination muscle patterns that I want you to practice. One is called convergence. And that is my fingers are my eyes and they aim in. Now, there's some people I've worked with that say, no, I don't want to cross my eyes because my grandmother told me if I cross my eyes, they'll get stuck. Well, first of all, you're not crossing your eyes. You are converging them. But if you want to read better, if you have trouble reading, then convergence is probably uh, not at a high skill level. And if you fall asleep when you read, if you're not reading, you know, proficiently, it's probably related to a convergence problem. There's a diagnosis out there called convergence insufficiency. And it has to do with an inability to converge, and it's related to ADHD and ADD. There are studies that were done. Actually, an ophthalmologist did a study at the University of California, San Diego, who talked about kids who can't con converge have ADHD, and they're put on Ritalin when if they did eye therapy, they wouldn't need the Ritalin. <clears throat> and I wrote a book in 2006 called Without Ritalin, where I talk about this particular study. So just so you know. All right, so what you do with this is I'm gonna sit so you can kind of see me. And you know, if you can't do it right now, you got the video, you can practice it. And it, the harder you try, the worse you're gonna do. So it isn't about muscling it or saying, let me just, no, you've gotta stay in a relaxed kind of a Zen state and then what you do is you hold the paper at about 12 to 14 inches, glasses off if you can, but you can also wear them. And I'm gonna talk about the progressive lenses that if you're wearing those, take those off. You're gonna take your finger and, and put it slightly below the two plus signs at about 12, eight inches, nine inches from your nose. And you're gonna focus on your finger so you have one finger and you should see three plus signs. Now there's probably a, a percentage of people here who just, they're not gonna be able to get it during our time and that's okay, okay? I, I'm just showing it to you. So you get three plus signs and then you can start to see, see how there's spaces in the numbers? You'll get two sevens, two fours and two eights, two threes, two nines and two fives and three plus signs. And now if you're able to get that while you're crossing your eyes like I am, then you can move the paper around. And I have what I'm supposed to see here because my, my eyes are working well today. So that's the convergence piece of this. And this is a good one for you if you're having trouble reading. Um, now, the second one that you can do is the bullseye. 
This is also a convergence. And you can start by focusing on these two guys. Again, the same thing. I'm focusing on my finger, and I get three of these bullseyes. When I focus on this one, I get a tic-tac-toe. When I focus on this, I get a square with all the, the lines, the vertical and the horizontal. And with this one, I get a W. So this is a little more advanced, uh, but you know, it's kind of fun. So you do it for about three to three to five minutes, and then you go do your palm hum. Okay, so this is physical 101, Dr. Byrne, physical eye therapy, been using it for 30 plus years. It's really, really effective. You do three to five minutes of this, and then you move to this chart. And this is what we call divergence. So divergence is the ability of the eyes to be more in a distance focus. We call it a soft focus, an open focus. And at the same time, you're in this open focus. Okay, well, let's go back. Here's a question. Does the finger move or just focus on the finger in front of oneself? Just focus on the finger. You don't, the finger is there as a training wheels on a bike to show you where to look. Once you get it, you can take your finger away and once you've got the images, so you're not moving the finger. You may need to move it a little bit to get one finger and three plus signs or three bullseyes. But the finger is just there as a kind of a support, a help. All right, so back to this large paths chart. In the soft focus, what you do this time, it's weird, but this is what you do. You take the paper, hold it right up to your nose so the plus signs are at my eye level, and then I'm mentally, mentally looking through the paper, and I push it out, and I get three plus signs by looking through it. And then I get the double numbers again. So once I push it out, then I move it around, move it around, move it around. Again, two to three to four minutes. And so I do convergence, I do divergence. If you feel dizzy, what's happening is more peripheral vision is being activated than you normally use. And that's, that's great, that's positive. That's part of that dissolution, that dissolving. I'm not trying to control and hold the world together in gripping it. I'm allowing my peripheral to be engaged because our peripheral needs to be way out here, way behind us, all over the place, okay? So if you're feeling a little dizzy, you can stop. You can do your palm hum, but that's a positive sign that you're not engaging all the peripheral vision you need. Okay, and this is very connected to the inner ear, the vestibular system. I talk a lot about the relationship between the eye and the inner ear. And in fact, I've done a number of videos on the vestibular visual connection. And I've got experience in this area because when I was a consultant at uh, some of the hospitals in Philadelphia, so back in the mid-1980s, this was before trauma had really, you know, come forward. And I was in Philadelphia. I was just, I had just associated with a holistic eye doctor and um, I couldn't get any patients. So I went to the hospitals and I started to work with the trauma patients and that's how I built up my practice. But there was a connection between the vestibular system and the visual system. 
And this divergence exercise that you're doing is part of what we did to get people used to their peripheral vision again. So um, anyways, those are really, really great physical therapy. So if I said, okay, you know, you've got stuff going on either in an eye disease level or you want to improve your vision and get away from your glasses, I would say these convergence, divergence exercises are fabulous for you to get better engagement in the eye muscles, in the eye-brain connection, in the visual coordination, in the peripheral vision, and then ending with the palm hum, which will help you integrate because there will be some disturbance here going on because it's going to take you out of your normal patterns. And this is what I do with people when they come for sessions. We do physical vision therapy, and this helps their eyes get better. You don't have to always do three sheets. You could pick two sheets if you want to do. I think, again, it depends on the time. It depends on your frustration level. It depends on, you know, what, what you can do. It's less about doing all three sheets, and it's more about you just going through the experience of it, okay? Just, um, you know, just trying it. And um, you see, the eyes really like um, the new things that we offer it. We live in a society and the culture and the family and the, and the medical system keeps us in a closed system. And what I'm offering you is to live more in an open system, more creativity, more aliveness, more vitality. And the end result on the eye level is your eyesight gets clear and you have healthy eyes till you know, you're 150. But um, right now, a lot of you are suffering based on disease and diagnosis and frustration. And, you know, that poll we did at the beginning said it all. So the video is this video. So um, this is the video. This is it. So you're going to get a copy of this, take notes, watch it every day. This is the video. This is it. So you've got it in real time. So any other questions? Any other questions? Let's see what the chat says. Uh, I didn't quite understand how to do the bullseye. It's the same way as you do the first chart. You hold it out. You put your finger here, you focus on your, your finger and you get three bullseyes. So it's the same way that you did the first chart. Okay, you might see three pluses, you might see double numbers, you might not see double numbers, that's a blind spot in your peripheral. So just keep going, just keep doing it. Um, you're supposed to see the same thing on the left and the right. Yeah, there's supposed to be the whole thing. It's gonna be like looking into a mirror except the mirror is projected out and you're going to see what your peripheral vision is doing. Um, so you may get it and you may lose it. Again, you're all at different speeds and levels. The more you do it on a regular basis, the better you will get at it. So stay with it. If you start to get frustrated, that's your signal 
to take a break, maybe do pick it up later in the day or tomorrow. Four bullseye means that you're trying too hard, so you need to relax a little more so you get three bullseyes. So these are all great questions. Again, you're going to get this recording, so if you're not sure about this, um, by all means, keep watching. So with the first two exercises with the finger, not seeing the three items, only the two listed. So that means you're not looking hard enough at your finger. Um, or it may be that today you're not able to do this exercise. You have to really commit to looking here and using peripheral vision to see beyond. If you're only seeing two images, you're not getting any changes, then try focusing much harder on your finger to see if you can create the three images. And if you feel tension, the tension is already there. It's not like the exercise is causing the tension. It's just showing you the tension that you're carrying with you. So if you're feeling the tension in the brain, the frontal lobe, I would say stop this and go back and do the palm hum for a while and really see if you can release that tension. And by the way, in the second part of this uh, class, we're going to do a very deep brain neuroplasticity practice to activate the neurology in your brain and your eyes. So hang in there with it. But the tension you're feeling is something that you've had for a while. It's not like, oh, this is causing it. You know, try to get away from that blame thing. It, that's causing, the MSM are causing, the eye drops, the this, the the. No, it's your body is showing you something more deeply in yourself. And the more responsibility you take for it, the faster you will heal it. Okay, so I want to move to um, a little deeper presentation. It's important for you to get the diagnosis, the test, the data, the pictures, the, the prescriptions. And then you take that and you go, okay, let me come up with a plan so that I'm creating more oxygenation and hydration, nutrient absorption. So that's exploring the gut. You know, in my functional medicine classes, time and time again, I see the relationship between our digestive health and our eye health. Another uh, important factor is detoxification because a lot of us have been exposed to mold, heavy metal toxicities, um, poor dentistry, uh, stress and trauma. So some things to consider would be maybe intermittent fasting, the ketogenic diet, or at least having a diet that's lower carbs, no sugar. Sugar is one of the worst things for your eyes, for anything, but it is a problem. For eye disease, if, you're, if you've been diagnosed with cataracts or macular hole or anything like that, it takes time. It isn't an immediate fix. And so you may need to do the program um, for a while before you start to see some improvement. And you may need to also look at the emotional energetic side of the healing of your eyes. Because, you know, at the deepest level, 
these eye conditions have an energetic and an emotional component to it. That's where you could do my exercise, the eye dialogue. Let me go back here. Um, so working on the emotional energetic side of healing, the eye dialogue exercise, which um, again, I'll send it to you. That would be a good thing to do. For prescriptions, people who want to improve their prescription, a prescription, we call this refractive improvement. This is going to take time. You have to do the exercises first, and then you can qualify for a reduced prescription. If you try to do it the other way, where you say, give me the reduced prescription. No, you haven't done the work. It's not going to hold. You have to do the re-education, the reprogramming, then you get the reduced prescription. And that's such an important concept to get. In the meantime, you can certainly take your glasses off in non-demanding and non-threatening situations as a way to get used to wearing some kind of different uh, lens prescription. So we know in allopathic treatments, we've got the injections, we've got laser surgery, but these take us further away from our biointelligence for health. You know, we all have an intelligence to heal if we're given the proper and a program, especially in the natural healing world, herbs, aromatherapy, nutrition, stress reduction, emotional healing, spiritual healing, whatever. And for those of you that are contemplating laser surgery, either with LASIK or glaucoma, I would say really enter that carefully, even with injections with wet AMD. Be very careful about that. So my approach examines both the physical and energetic aspects. We talked about this and symptoms. This is important. Symptoms are only the signal uh, that's on the surface. And we're blending the left brain with the right brain. We're blending, say, complementary integrative things with more allopathic things. We need to get the diagnosis. We need to look at the structure and then we treat the cause. So a couple things here, eye tissue regeneration is possible. And I'm going to be sharing some nutritional herbal essential oils, things like that today, just briefly. Um, and you can definitely modify your vision, you can improve it. And this bottom one is really important. Because I hear people say, well, because my grandmother had XYZ, I'm destined to get it. And that's not true. Ancestral and genetic des destiny, we are able to step outside of that. I would point you into the direction of epigenetics and start studying how the environment impacts our genes. It's profound. So the thing that the eyes need is light. And of course, we're told to be afraid of the sunlight. That's not true. We need to get 30 to 60 minutes of natural sunlight every day so that these photoreceptors, 137 million in the rods, which is our peripheral, and 7 million, which are in the cones, our detail vision, can work better. But to show you how profound, how strongly related what we eat is to uh, what our eye health is, is that the eyes make up 2% of the body weight and use 25% of the nutritional intake. 
Saying that another way, one-fourth of what we eat is impacting 2% of this energy-rich, uh, blood circulation-rich area, which we call our eyes. Now, these are stats maybe you don't know, but the retina houses 70% of all body receptors. That's why I talk about the somatic aspects of your eyes. What do you feel in your eyes? How it relates to your movement, your balance, your orientation. The eyes process 90% of our learning. The retina originates in prenatal in the prenatal period from the brain tissue. So every tissue of the eye, the eyelids, the cornea, the lens, the vitreous, the retina, the nerve, the blood vessels in the retina are all an extension of the brain. And these are some other things that I've discovered over the years as a craniosacral therapist. I see the connection, the cranial rhythm, the brain rhythm to our eye health, liver. I've studied Chinese medicine and acupuncture. Our liver health is very connected to our eyes. And I want you to remember liver and eyes because I'm going to come back to that for a minute. How about this one right here? The eyes carry 60 to 80% of body tension. We put so much tension into our eyeballs that we don't even know. And so the idea is that doing stress reduction things like the palm hum or like this process I'm going to teach you in a little bit are ways to, to release the tension. So I talked about vision problems, having an emotional and spiritual component and, um, yeah, horizontal versus vertical means that horizontal therapy, we go for 30 years and we make a slight change. Vertical means you take this class and you don't need your glasses anymore or your cataract goes away. And the longer I'm in this business, <laughs> it's not really a business, but a field, the, the more I see the vertical healing, that you can change this pretty quickly. So question I get quite a bit is why do our eyes let us down? Lack of oxygenation and hydration. This creates a starvation. We've got stress, trauma, toxicities, and systemic imbalances. Okay. The retina has one of the highest metabolic needs of the body and the macula has the highest metabolic need in the retina. So if you're suffering macular degeneration, macular hole, macular pucker, Part of this is going to be how do you get more nutrients into your eyes? Well, we're going to talk about that. For those of you suffering cataracts, the lens is what we call an avascular tissue. There's no blood vessels that run to the lens. So it relies on its nutrient absorption indirectly. So take a picture here of this. This is what your lens is supposed to look like when you develop cataracts you start to see a brown tinge here. And this is oxidative stress. Sugar is a big issue. Low glutathione levels is an issue. Low vitamin C levels is an issue. So uh, there are things that you can do to reverse cataracts. There are people in this class that have reversed their cataracts. So you can do it. And when the eye doctor says there's no research on this and he wants to invalidate it, send them to the National Institutes of Health study called the ARID study, which says that when you add antioxidants and vitamins and minerals, you reduce the risk 
by 25% of macular degeneration. Here's another journal article, Experimental Eye Research. Scientists have found that glutathione plays a vital role in lens health. So the research is there. Dry eye syndrome. So those of you that suffer dry eye, essential fatty acids are key, omega-3s. You should be getting at least 1,500 to 2,000 milligrams a day of omega-3s. We don't produce that in the body, so we have to get that either from pink seafood or a really good supplement. And I talked about vitamin C and glutathione. All right, MSM. This is such a controversial subject for some because, I, you know, I'm a chemist and I... Um, I worked in organic chemistry when I remember in undergrad, I was one of the lab assistants. I love chemistry. So when I started to get into practice and I went into the, the pharmaceutical, not the pharmaceutical, the pharmacies, and I looked at all the eye drops, they all had preservatives, benzoconium chloride, which is Visine. And I mean, basically it made your eyes redder and drier. So I went into the, the chemical lab, the chemistry lab, and I started to work with sulfur because sulfur is the third leading trace mineral found in our body. And it's like sticky fly paper. It, whatever to is toxic will stick to this sulfur molecule and it gets flushed out of the body. And one of the first places I learned about MSM was it studying naturopathic medicine where MSM in powder helped release or remove um, or reduce arthritis, pain inflammation, joint inflammation. And so I said, well, what if I took this sulfur molecule and I put it in a saline solution and made it into an eye drop? So I started to do that. And I looked at all this research. MSM supports collagen health, reduces inflammation, gets rid of toxicities. So when I started to give it to my patients, their eyelids stopped being inflamed. They didn't have dry eye anymore. It helped reduce their cataracts, their floaters. Their retina issues started to go away. So that's when I knew I had a winner. And I started to play with different percentages. So MSM is perfectly safe to use if you've had any eye surgery, if you know you, even if you have any problems going on, start with the 5% MSM and you're safe. And I now have created the MSM Mist the 15%, take advantage of the pre-sale, 20% off, that's my commercial, until May 8th. But the MSM mist is so good because it works on the eyelids without the burning because the 15% eye drops uh, can burn a little, which is okay. Now, if you have a, a sulfur sensitivity, usually that's just systemic. And so the way you can start introducing it is uh, wetting a soft cloth, putting the 5%, on the cloth and using it as a compress over the eyelids or using the MSM mist. Where MSM gets into trouble is if you take a lot of it internally and it's the internal MSM sulfur reaction that can be a problem because, but it's all topical, so it shouldn't bother you. All right. So the eyelids are one of the major lymph centers and the immune centers of the eyeball. And for those of you who are suffering dry eye, the eyelids are the key. So we've got glands that, that produce the tears and 
this is a protocol for the eyelids. I want to spotlight castor oil massage in the evening. These herbal teas, go to cola tea is great. Mugwort tea. And we're going to be doing some continuum. So you will get this slide. I want to keep going. So this is our pupil, which regulates how much light gets in. This is the iris, which is the muscle that helps us with controlling the amount of light that gets in. And so we talk about cornea health, again, collagen, this is where the MSM, the EFAs, the eye massage on the eyelids, again, really um, uh, important to work with the eyelids and the cornea because the cornea is the clear window of the eye. And it really helps us in terms of being able to see things clearly and comfortably and be able to be in our digital screens. Here's a picture of the lens of the eye. We've got the mesh work here. Uh, this is the, the cornea here. So this is kind of a, um, a side picture. All right, this is probably one of the most important slides I'm gonna put up today. And you're gonna have to sit with this one because there's a lot here to unpack and I can't go into everything, but vitamin D3 has been shown to help put autoimmune disease in remission. And there's been all kinds of articles I'm seeing now on vitamin D3 boosting immune health. And this MS, multiple sclerosis, and myasthenia gravis, which affect the eyes a lot, when I use high levels of vitamin D3, these conditions begin to go away and the autoimmune disease begins to go in recession. Now you need to work with a functional medicine doctor to find out what your D3 levels are, but this is profound because D3 is more than just a vitamin. It is what we call pro-hormone. It works like a steroid without the side effects. And studies have shown that viruses can help reduce the body's ability to absorb vitamin D3. Now you have to watch calcium levels because they can start to go up and we don't want that. So you need to, you know, eliminate foods with calcium. And I want you to drink about three to four liters of water a day. And you're looking at a pretty high dose of vitamin D3. So it's something for you to consider. Again, I would probably work with a naturopath or, an, um, now, or a, or a um, functional medicine doctor to help you with this. And it is true, vitamin K2 could be helpful. Again, it kind of depends on the, um, you know, on the state of your health to begin with. But I wanted to uh, spotlight that around vitamin D3. These other things uh, we're not gonna go into right now. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the iClarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.